Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday the 25th. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And man, what an exciting situation we're in here, Shane. We've got three Thanksgiving games coming up, we think. And we know that one of them involves your Detroit Lions to kick things off. So are you as excited as I am for this? Yeah, I mean, it's a great tradition here in Detroit with this uh, Detroit, uh, you know, Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people talk, well, why do they still play? You know, Lions are always so bad. But then a lot of people kind of forgot, forget that Detroit started the tradition, you know, what was it in the 1930s, I believe. So, you know, so before people complain, they just they have to keep in mind, we might not even have this tradition if Detroit didn't start it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that they're playing in Houston because it should be a nice shootout game. So even if the Lions lose, you know, maybe it, I'm OK if I win, you know, if, right. if we all win, uh, you know, with the DFS world, that, that'll make it feel a little better because, yeah, the Lions aren't looking good here. I mean, we might see if they don't play good again this week. Honestly, they might be firing their coach. They might be uh, taking, telling Matty P to take, you know, take a hike at this point, and they might be blowing the whole thing up, you know, and rebuilding on the fly. So we'll see how that goes. That's that's what's that what's that's what people are talking about here in Detroit, anyways. Um, but yeah, super excited about this game. Obviously, the Lions play good on Thanksgiving. Houston is an exciting team to watch. You got to love them with Deshaun Watson coming in, looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league as a Pro Bowl caliber, you know, type quarterback here, and a great matchup. I mean. I can tell you that the Lions secondary looks like they're on they're on skates half the time when they're covering people. So <laughs> kind of excited <laughs> with, uh, for this Houston passing attack here. So. Yeah, I am, too. I, I'm pumped about this this first game on the slate. We're going to break them down in order. Uh, this is the one I want to stack the most. And I, I'm also excited that you're an expert on the Lions. You watch every game closely. You are the uh, Detroit sports man. And so you're going to help us with the matchups on both sides. So uh, before we get into game one, just want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. We love that partnership. We're very thankful for it. We have an amazing offer from them. If you missed it last week, you can hear you can hear about that after this first game breakdown before we get to game two on the slate. But if you look at the over-unders at BetUS for this slate, game one has the highest, 51 and a half. Texans are favored by three on the road. So we're hoping for a shootout here to get the day started. And I'm going to have a bunch of exposure to this game, but uh, why don't you start with your uh, perspective here on this one, Shane? Yeah. I mean, obviously on the, let's start on the Houston side. Obviously you're going to want to load up on this Houston passing game. Deshaun Watson is looking like by far the best quarterback play. And this is no secret here. So, uh, so I think he's, uh, you know, he's the type of guy you definitely pay up for on this slate. And of course you have great, People to stack him with, with uh, Will Fuller's having a great season. Will Fuller will see quite a bit of Desmond, Desmond Trufant, who's been getting burned every single week. It seems like he's always like running like five yards behind the receiver or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him, but Will Fuller's the type of guy that can burn you. So yes. I don't, you know, I don't know how they stop him. So Will Fuller's a guy he's worth paying up for. He's a little more expensive for good reason. And then, of course, Brandon Cooks has emerged as a as a star wide receiver again. He's kind of back to his old self. And this is just a great fit, this offense and his connection with Deshaun Watson. So, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is looking great. He'll see a little bit more of Amani a, a Warrior, who's the Lions' best corner. The only corner that's played good this year for the Lions, you know, really the only secondary player in general is a Warrior. He's played solid. Now, Warrior is a little bit more of a bigger, kind of taller guy. 
So I don't know how you just said his name three times fast, which is about the most impressive thing all season. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know it's a it's a crazy name, isn't it? Uh, so he, he, I think that uh, you know Cooks is matches up okay against him because Cooks is a smaller, quicker guy, and a Warrior is more of a taller guy. You know he's still pretty quick, but I think that uh, Cooks still matches up decent against him. But technically, that's the most difficult matchup. But that's not saying much again for this Lions secondary here. So I like Brandon Cooks here again. Not really going to do a lot for the slot. You know, Justin Coleman's decent in the slot for the Lions. Uh, Cobb is out. So, uh, you know, so they'll have some uh, backups in there. I'm not really going to go to the slot receivers. Um, I am interested in Jordan Aikens, though. He's He looked really good last week. And he tends to, he's looking like, you know, they have three tight ends that they play. But he's tend to get more snaps lately, offensive snaps. And obviously, he's their number one guy for, you know, for routes run and targets now. And he's just a big athlete in space. You know, he's got the run after the catch ability. He, you know, he's a big physical athlete. So I can see them getting him involved against the Lions uh, safeties. And that should be a good matchup as well. And he's super treat, super cheap on DraftKings at 2900 for example. So and if you play, if you play him on FanDuel, you're going to get low ownership. Because there's some other popular tight ends in his same price point. He's 5,200 on FanDuel. So so I wouldn't forget about Jordan Akins if you want someone that's a little lower ownership and want to get different. You know, like most slates, the tight end position is kind of rough anyways. All right. And then over on the Detroit side. Let um, me add I've a couple got, things on, yep. on, on Houston before we get over there. Absolutely. With, with those tight ends, you know, on paper, it's not the best matchup season long in terms of production by the tight ends against Detroit. But... We saw last week with the Texans against the Patriots how much they featured the tight ends. I mean, all three guys were involved. And if you look back to the Indianapolis game against Detroit, you know, there's another team with a three-headed committee, and they combined for eight catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. So I think there's definitely some production there with that group. The problem with Aikens is the fact that Fells and, and Farrell Brown are there. Uh, but Aikens looked amazing against New England. He looked like a stud. So I, I agree. He's certainly in play. Great price on DraftKings. And then with the receivers, with with Cobb out, I did want to ask you about QT, Kiki QT, because you know he caught a touchdown last week. He had another end zone target after Cobb went out, and he's really cheap. Um, you know, do you think that he can be productive in the slot against Detroit, or do you just like Fuller and Cook so much that you don't think it's worth going there? Yeah, I don't think you need to go there to uh, to to. Kuti, um, yeah, I know he's pretty much like minimal price, but I don't, I, the guy has had chances throughout the years, you know, if you look at when they've had injuries and for the most part hasn't produced, I know he's had a couple decent games, but he's also disappointed a lot. And I think Justin Coleman is a pretty decent corner, even though again, the Lions secondary hasn't played good. The Lions slot corner, he, I think he's finally healthy. He was out for a lot of the year and he came back from injured reserve and now he's had a couple games under his belt. So I think Justin Coleman is a good slot corner and he's finally probably got his legs under him in game shape here and I don't trust Kute so and I think it's not a super easy matchup I would rather target them on the outside here so that's why I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much on the Kute fade I understand he is that play that you can get at low ownership at minimal price but you know that crazy play but to me it's way too risky I don't trust him okay and I want to I want to touch on these running backs a little bit um, Duke Johnson and CJ Procise you know, because this is another good matchup on paper. I, I agree that the Texans are going to prefer to pass it against Detroit, but these running backs are in play for me, especially on DraftKings with PPR. We saw what McKissick did against Detroit just a couple weeks ago with seven catches for 43 yards. Now he did he did uh, line up a lot outside 
on those catches. Those weren't all out of the backfield. But uh, I wanted to mention those guys. You know, Duke Johnson's in play for me. The last three weeks, he's gotten between 13 and 20 touches each week. And then C.J. Proceis, you know, kind of came back onto the scene last week. He had five touches against New England, two catches. And at minimum price on DraftKings, he's interesting to me if you make multiple lineups uh, as a long shot um, who might catch a pass or two and get a couple big plays. So there's my thoughts there. But let's let's turn to Detroit and uh, get your thoughts there. You know, the big news, of course, is that DeAndre Swift is questionable with the concussion. But as we record this here midday on Wednesday, we think there's a great chance he'll play. But with the receivers, we think it's doubtful that Galladay is going to play. And we'll have to see the the final uh, lineups here with Marvin Hall, also questionable with the toe. Danny Amendola, questionable with the hip. But let's break this down as if Swift is going to play, Galladay is going to be out, and then Marvin Hall and Danny, Danny Amendola are both going to play. Yeah, that's kind of what it's trending towards here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can go. Uh, I'm probably not that interested in Stafford again. If obviously the other quarterback in this game, Watson's much better. Stafford, you know, he's got that thumb injury. He's looked a little bit iffy. You know, he tends to struggle with Galladay out. And of course, Stafford plays good on Thanksgiving. He's talented. You know, he's going to take some deep shots. So you know, like the the one game I don't play him, he's probably going to go off. But that's <laughs> a th- I mean, he is talented enough to do that. In Houston, you can get them through the secondary. I mean, they're not really that great of a defense, so that's why this game is so great. So, but if you don't, you know, if you don't trust Stafford, then you can, you can, you can definitely get exposure to some of his targets. Uh, the top guys, I think Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, sh- he should be on uh, a lot of uh, Vernon Hargraves. You know, we talk about he's a good guy to match up against. So Marvin Jones should have a big game, being targeted a lot. Uh, he's a red zone threat. He's a big play threat. Last week he they hit him on a 50 yard touchdown catch that was a flea flicker play. It was a sweet play. And then uh, the referee called the, you know, threw the flag and said there was an illegal formation. Like one guy was a little bit offline on the formation. So that's the type of stuff that happens, you know, when you're a Lions fan. But uh, yeah, right. anyway, so, so, it, but if he would have caught that pass, he would have been one of the top scoring wide receivers in the entire slate, you know, for wide receivers. So it was that close to him hitting a big, big play. So I think they'll take some deep shots because of the weak secondary for Houston here. And uh, Stafford's actually, even though his thumbs look bad, uh, his thumbs injured. He still looked good throwing the ball. It's just for some reason they couldn't get the passing game going last week. But uh, that was a huge play, a 50-yard touchdown that got called back. That made a big difference, you know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are going to be looking at the Lions offense and saying, well, we got shut out last week. I just think that was just kind of a fluke thing. Obviously, we didn't play good. Carolina play, had a great game plan. But I think the Lions will bounce back on offense and make this at least competitive. Obviously, I think Houston will win this game, though. So we're looking at Marvin Jones. And then the next guy, obviously, TJ Hawkinson continues to get more targets and heavily involved. You know, you see him uh, out there uh, running the ball to the catch, just running people over, trying to jump over people, you know, like he's, you know, he's a good athlete in space and he's, he's sure handed and Stafford really likes him. Um, so I like Hawkinson here. Um, Deandre Swift uh, looked really good, you know, before he was injured there. So he's a guy you definitely, uh, definitely need to target here. He's worth paying up for. Um uh, you know, when he was out there against Washington a couple weeks ago, you know, he had a monster game. 
Uh, they finally figured out he's the best running back on, on the team by far. And I don't know why it took him this long, but they kind of like to load manage rookies and, and save him for the end of the year. So they're going to use him if he's in and he's going to get a full workload. Adrian Peterson has pretty much fallen to like basically third string behind carry on Johnson here, which is where he needs to be. Cause he just keeps looking like his old self pretty much as the season goes on here. So Deandre Swift fire him up because he's going to get, if the lions do get down, he's going to get a lot of the passing work. Um, they do use carry on Johnson on third down for pass protection, but Swift will get a lot of those check downs and he's explosive in the open field in the, in the passing game. And he's great in goal line. He can run between the tackles. Like I said, this, there's nothing this guy can't do. He's got that. He's the complete opposite of Peterson. He's more of a lower center of gravity, super quick, but still has power. And he has a little bit of speed and burst where Peterson's like an upright runner. And he just, and he kind of like shuffles his feet and he's not quick through the hole. So he allows guys to really rally and take them down, which is why Peterson just doesn't average very much. But Swift, when he gets the ball, he's been one of the most productive running backs all year. He just hasn't got the ball that much. Now that he's getting the ball, if he is healthy, coming off a concussion, he's the guy that you have to fire up. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Houston's like, you know, one of the best matchups in, in the league, you know, that gave up the most uh, rushing yards and uh, third most uh, fantasy points to running backs this year. So, um, yeah, so it's a great spot for Swift. Uh, he, he should be the number one play for the Lions here. Um, and then if you want to go deep here, you can go to Marvin Hall. If Galladay is out again, Marvin Hall is the number two wide receiver, and he's a real fast guy that they take deep shots on. So he's boomer bust, but when he hits, you know, he he can hit those 50, 60-yard bomb touchdowns, um, and he's a run-after-the-catch fast guy. So he's, he's really good at near minimal price, so he's a guy you can look at. Um, and then on Johnson would be your kind of deep sleeper, um, especially if Swift is out. If Swift is out and on Johnson is in play, even though he hasn't done anything, because he got a 70% snap share last week when Swift was out. So on Johnson, he didn't get many carries because the Lions were down quite a bit, but on Johnson would be the lead running back. And he looked decent, even though he didn't produce much stats. He looked decent when he did get the ball. So so there's kind of another deep sleeper guy there. But yeah, other than that, uh, this is looking like a nice high-scoring game over under uh, bet us over under is 51 and a half. Uh, so it's a great game and it's fairly close with Houston only being a three point favorite. Yeah. So interesting, Shane, um, while you were breaking down Detroit there, we had some, some breaking news. I saw the tweet notification from Adam Schefter and the Ravens Steelers game has been postponed until Sunday. Wow. So that's huge. The show that we are currently recording, we're going to make it a two game preview instead of a three, three game <laughs> hey, preview. Good timing. Wow. Yeah, our exactly. Timing perfect though, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. And that's why I'm also glad you mentioned carry on Johnson. And yeah. part of the reason I mentioned CJ, CJ Procise is because now we don't have that Gus Edwards value play that yeah. we were expecting to have. So these cheaper running backs are going to be much more important to consider. So uh, circling back here to Detroit, I just want to echo what you said on DeAndre Swift. I mean, if we have listeners uh, to the show who haven't gotten a chance to see him much because he is playing for Detroit and they're not typically on national television, I watched that game against Detroit and he looked amazing. I mean, like you said, so quick and he made some sharp cuts and he's powerful. I mean, the way he looked that game, I think he looks as good as any running back on this slate. Uh, with, with the ball in his hand. So I, I'm really hoping he gets cleared to play. And if he does, he's going to be in probably almost every single one of my lineups, if not 100%. I think it's, a, it's an awesome spot for him. He looks terrific. Detroit obviously wants to run the ball. So I, I, I really like Swift here. And then with those receivers, you know, because I want to stack this game, 
even more so now that it's only a two-game slate. I, I want to run it back with at least one of these pass catchers. So Jones or Jones and Hall and Amendola are all in play for me. Hawkinson as well. And then with Jones, I I, I wanted to ask you. Um, I didn't I didn't go back and actually look at his game logs from previous Thanksgiving days, but it just feels like he always catches a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I I didn't look at the game logs either for Thanksgiving, but yeah, he's had good games and Galladay's had you know had a monster game last year on Thanksgiving as well. But Jones has been solid as well. So yeah, there's always someone that has a huge breakout game. The Lions tend to good play good on Thanksgiving. So if Galladay's out, then Jones is that guy. And like I said, he he would have been one of the top wide receivers in the entire slate, not just a small slate. If he would have caught that touchdown, where he did catch the touchdown, it was just you know it was a uh, you know a penalty, of course. Right. Uh, so I mean, the guy was lined up like you know maybe like a foot away from where he's supposed to be or something. You know, he wasn't back far on the line or something. So, anyways, yeah, at Mar in, in and also it's a great matchup. You know. If he's on, you know, Hargraves, you know, this is a great matchup. So, yeah, that's definitely in the Stafford's looked good. He just hasn't produced, you know, his accuracy and his rapport with Marvin Jones is great. Yeah, I love Marvin Jones, just his ability to high point the ball and catch and, you know, his body control and ability to catch balls. He's he's awesome with that. So, yeah, definitely in play. And uh, yeah, and Swift is, is pra- he's been practicing. So he's just got to clear the concussion protocol. But interesting with Swift, though, when he came when they drafted him, a lot of people thought he was the number one running back in the draft, but a couple players went before him, like Jonathan Taylor and CEH. And I was just like, or, or I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor went after him. And I was like, man, I thought Jonathan Taylor would be the better pick, but now I'm seeing why they took Swift. So they actually, right. I think, made a good call there. Definitely. All right. Well, before we get to game two, we're going to take a break to hear about this terrific offer we have from our partners at BetUS. You definitely want to uh, tune into this. Hello, this is Coach from DFS Coach Talk. If you're looking to up your game in DFS and want to take it to the next level, and you're looking to also place some wagers on this weekend's action, I have the greatest offer for you that we have ever put forward here at DFS Coach Talk. All you need to do is go to betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no spaces and deposit $149 for your first deposit in BetUS. With that deposit, you will receive a free membership for DFS Coach Talk from the day you sign up all the way until April 1st. So you'll get all a lot of our NBA action, the rest of the NFL season and PGA, and uh, be there for the beginning of spring training and baseball. So we would love for you to join us. And uh, also, BetUS will take that 149 and give you a 125% free play match that you can use also uh, to bet on the games. It is the best DFS provider and the best sports book in the industry. Can't miss this opportunity. We would love to have you join the DFS Coach Talk family, and we hope to see you very soon. Take advantage of this offer. We're going to Definitely crush it the rest of this season, and you can do the same in BetUS. That's betus.com.pa, promo code Coach Talk, all one word. See you in there, and let's collect the money. Welcome back, and thank you so much to our partners at betus.com.pa for that offer. So, again, make sure you use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word. Make that first deposit of $149, and then we'll send you an email 
to get you into our Discord. And then we give out our lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff. Um, and so it's different depending on what slate it is. But in general, we give out a full FanDuel lineup for every NFL slate. We do the cash lineup, and then we also give a full GPP lineup, sometimes two uh, GPP lineups on the main slate. And then on DraftKings, we give out our coach's clipboard with core plays and pivots. And again, we cover every slate. So we'll have the Thursday uh, main slate, the Sunday main slate, Sunday night game, Monday night game, primetime slate that goes Sunday night to Monday night. So we've got you covered for every slate. And then, of course, with that membership that takes you through April 1st, you're going to get all of our NBA content all winter. Uh, so uh, just thrilled about it and looking forward to adding more folks uh, to the group that's already joined with this uh, terrific uh, special, our, our best offer yet. So so thank you again there. All right, Shane, game number two, the Washington football team travels to Dallas. Uh, of course, it is Thanksgiving, so we got to have the Cowboys. Coach is going to be all fired up uh, with Dawson watching that one. And they're going to be hoping that the that this rematch here is much different than game one when Washington beat them 25-3. to that was really a, a, a rough one. Uh, but, of course, that's the game that Andy Dalton got knocked out. And uh, Alex Smith, um, you know, wasn't the quarterback that day. It was Kyle Allen. So I think this is a, a, a whole fresh start. I think we kind of throw that one away. Uh, do you agree? Uh, yeah. No, that's there was a lot of weird stuff going on in that game. Washington did did play a good game, but yeah, it's hard to believe this is for the division lead here, two, right. three and seven teams, but we've been talking. Yeah. We've been kind of ragging on the NFC East all, all, all year for good reason here. Um, but yeah, this is a great, this is a great division matchup. Teams are very familiar with each other. They played each other recently, but things have changed. You're seeing uh, Washington's been just kind of neutral. Alex Smith has looked decent, um, but Dallas is really kind of ascending right now. And they're looking to me like the favorites because their defense is finally being respectable in terms of their play. Um, and their offensive line is getting slightly healthier, which opens up things. And they're getting Andy Dalton back, who's a respectable quarterback as well. So Dallas is looking up here. And all of a sudden, this game becomes more and more important because of the fact that Baltimore-Pittsburgh is now off the slate pretty much. So this game becomes really important. Um, obviously, the Houston-Detroit game is the highest scoring game, but this is a little bit more of a defensive battle. So finding the right players in this game is going to be critical. Um, I think it obviously starts on the Washington side with Terry McLaurin. He's he's one of the best receivers in the league. Like I said, I talked about him last week. His, his run after the catch ability and his quickness and uh, his hands and everything, his route running, uh, he's starting to get more and more rapport with Alex Smith. And if they're going to win, they're going to need Terry McLaurin to have a huge game um, and McLaurin uh, matched up against a who just came off injury uh, is supposed to be Dallas's best corner pretty much but their secondary is weak so uh, and Terry McLaurin's talented enough even if he was going up against a top-notch corner you still play him basically but when he's going up against Dallas's secondary he's a guy that you almost have to pay up for here if you can I mean I guess if you can't afford him you're going a different route you can fake fade him here but it's pretty tough Terry McLaurin has one of the highest upsides and the safest floors on this entire slate. Um, so he's a guy I really like for Washington. Probably not going to get cute and play Alex Smith just because I think Dallas's defense is playing better. I think they'll get some pressure on him. He doesn't really have much mobility in the pocket anymore. And he's kind of just a check down, a short, a short area, you know, a dot type guy. Um, so because he's a short a dot type guy, and I think Washington is going to play from behind in this game. I do like JD McKissick. 
Uh, J.D. McKissick is a target monster, and I love his quickness in the open field and his ability to run routes uh, against the Dallas safeties and linebackers here. I think he's in a great matchup. So I think in the game script sets up well for J.D. McKissick, and you might get him at a little bit lower ownership because he hasn't like had a blown-up game in the last you know, last week here. Uh, Gibbs, Antonio Gibson's looked great. He's one of the most talented rookies out there. He can catch the ball as well, but he's a he's just a big physical uh, running back here, and he's looked great. He scored the touchdown like every single game in the last, like, what, four or five weeks. So he looks great, but again, I think that the game script doesn't lend to them being able to just pound the ball, and I think Dallas is going to be more respectable against the run in this game as opposed to last game. He just shredded them and just completely, you know, just <laughs> ran the ball everywhere on them. Uh, but that game was in Washington. This is at Dallas. I think on a short week, one thing we have to keep in mind, this is a short week for these teams, and the home team could have an advantage in terms of the you know, uh, fatigue and those type of things. So being that Dallas is at home and Washington has to fly into Dallas here, um, I, again, I like Dallas in this game. Um, so that's why I'm looking at guys like McLaurin and McKissick, which will eat up targets in, with their in comeback mode because I think Dallas gets up there. So that's where I'm at for the Washington side. Yeah, I agree. I mean, McLaurin is is pretty much a lock for me now that it's a two-game slate. Um, I mean, we saw what Adam Thielen did to to Dallas last week, just a star all over the field. I think McLaurin is going to be in that same spot. I mean, he's by far their number one receiver. It's like sort of night and day with, with everybody else. I do want to mention, though, that Dontrell Inman is questionable to return. And again, you got to look at value here on DraftKings now with it being a two-game slate. He's in play for me now. We got to make sure he's active, but that could take away from from Cam Sims, who's kind of started to create a little bit of a niche for himself at at almost minimum price, thirty three hundred. So both of those guys are are in play for me. If you're playing multiple lineups, we'll have to see if Inman is active. With the running backs, you know, I agree. I was I was sort of gearing up to play McKissick a bunch, um, and so we'll have to keep grinding on the lineups. I do also agree that I, I think Dallas is going to be playing with a lead here. So you'd figure that McKissick would would get some activity here. Um, I did notice, though, that running backs have not caught any receiving touchdowns against Dallas this year. So they're pretty solid in that area. On the flip side, though, again, McKissick often lines up outside wide, and he'll place a bunch of snaps with Gibson on the field. So it sort of trends back to, well, if they get him outside and they hit him with some short passes, you know, he can still have a productive day more as a wide receiver really than a running back. But of course you're playing him at the running back position. So um, McKissick is in play. Gibson is in play for me just because of the matchup, but I agree. I'm not expecting as much as, as he had in game one against Dallas. He's coming off of 16 carries uh, on Sunday against uh, Cincinnati. So Tough turnaround for him to have a, a, a monster game, but reasonable price, reasonable price tag for sure. All right, on that Dallas side, um, what are your thoughts there? We've got basically everybody back and healthy. Dalton's got all of his weapons, and they look pretty good beating Minnesota last week, 31-28. So uh, how is it that Dallas is going to get this lead in, in your uh, opinion? Yeah, I mean, I always look at it like the game plan. They want to protect Andy Dalton against Washington's pass rush because we've seen what happened the last game. It got really ugly, you know, very fast here. Obviously, the offensive line's improved, but if you're going to protect him, then you got to go back to your workhorse and Ezekiel Elliott. 
I mean, why are you paying this guy this much money if you're not going to have him be the centerpiece of your of your offense here? So now that the offensive line is uh, healthier, you know, than they were, they still obviously don't have all their stars that are out. Some of those guys out for the year, but they're much more respectable in the middle, especially. I look for a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott. I know he had a pretty big workload last week, having over 20 carries, but I think that this is just such a crucial game here. And I know, you know, I think that he's the type of guy that can handle a tough workload, even on a short week here. Again, they're at home. I like that. Um, so I think that uh, for me, Ezekiel Elliott is a must here. I think he'll be a centerpiece of the game plan. He'll do work in the passing game. Obviously, he's gets, he gets the red zone looks and the goal line works. And I think Elliott's going to have a breakout game here on Thanksgiving um, against Washington. Washington's a pretty decent front but uh you know they're they're not that easy to pass against either right. though so very they, you know you're not going to be able to just you know tread them through the air especially against that pass rush so the game plan is i think a heavy dose of elliot so that's why i think that he's the true workhorse back in in this in this slate and he's really important now that it's a two-game slate i know he's going to be ridiculously high owned but i think you just have to pay up for elliot and just move on here um that's kind of what i'm looking at and then the wide receivers are interesting i would probably prefer cd lamb um, I hope that people look at the last game against Washington and see C.D. Lamb didn't do anything. Uh, you know, he had a really bad game. But keep in mind, that was an absolute disaster. It was on the road. All of a sudden, Dalton goes out in the middle of the game and they bring in a backup, you know, quarterback in the middle of the game. And C.D. Lamb, you know, you know, they, he didn't, didn't get very many targets, didn't produce. But I think in this game, he's getting more rapport with Andy Dalton. He's in the slot against Jimmy Moreland. That's one of the better matchups in this, uh, for the Washington secondary. They're pretty tough on the outside. They're, they're pretty solid on coverage, typically on the outside. Um, especially with that pass rush, you can't take a lot of deep shots against him. So hitting these guys over the middle of the field, C.D. Lamb, great elusiveness, run after the catch ability, obviously can catch difficult balls. If you see the touchdown he caught last yes. week was ridiculous. Oof. Yeah, Phenomenal. so he's just a playmaker. So I see them peppering him with targets over the middle here. Um, you know, I think about Andy Dalton, to, you know, uh, hitting those guys over the middle. You know, he used to play good with like Tyler Boyd over the middle and those guys, you know. So, you know, hitting slot receivers that are talented, run after the catch ability is the best way to attack this Washington defense over the middle. Um, and then on the same regard, you can look at Dalton Schultz, the uh, tight end here. He's fairly cheap and he's been getting a lot of targets and he has great rapport with uh, Andy Dalton as well. And he looks really solid. So I think you can look for that Dalton to Dalton connection here. Um, and I think that could produce here as well. Um, I don't know. I'm super big on Amari Cooper, but he's obviously talented and could have a big game here. He'll be going up against mostly uh, Ronald Darby on the outside uh, in Ward out there as well. So they're pretty tough outside corners, but uh, Cooper could definitely get there as well. I just slightly prefer Lamb just because I don't think Dalton, Andy Dalton's taking a lot of deep shots uh, to Cooper here uh, just because of the pass pressure. Yeah, and he really was looking towards Lamb. They were getting him involved, carries, short passes uh, last week against Minnesota. So certainly expect a solid game from him after that goose egg against Washington the first time out. And I, I agree with you on Zeke. I think it's a good spot for him. He had his first 100-yard game finally against Minnesota. Um, I will uh, build a, a number of lineups, though, where I fade him uh, because he is more expensive. And there are so many running backs here that I like. And you could go with Pollard. You know, he looked good and quick against Minnesota on that long touchdown run last week. So th there's another cheap guy you could consider uh, for the running backs. But, um, you know, for the most part, um, I'm not going to get a ton of exposure to Dallas, even though I do uh, predict that they'll win this game. 
just because I'm not going to have much left after the first after stacking the first game. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. The over/under is 46 on BetUS. Dallas uh, three point favorites right three point favorites right now. But if you're playing um, a showdown slate on on one of the sites, hopefully this breakdown has has helped you. Then then I'm really looking more for for Zeke and either Cooper or Lamb uh, and Dalton Schultz certainly in play for me as well. Archie, before we wrap up, just want to uh, say thank you to uh, some different folks. I want to thank everybody on the team uh, at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, it's been an exciting fall here and build up towards the winter. We're absolutely going to crush it, and we, we thank everybody for their support out there. Um, if you're on YouTube, if you could, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit that alert, alert button so that you know when our podcast post. We'll have our main slate show probably post Friday night this week. Um, so, so stay tuned for that. Um, but want to thank everybody on the team. Um, you know, in addition to you and coach, we've got Brett and Bryce really doing great work, getting these podcasts posted, uh, at all hours of the night throughout the week. Uh, we've been doing about six NFL podcasts per week. We're going to do, uh, NFL, oh, sorry, NBA shows for every slate. Uh, so it's been a very busy time here in our first year. And then want to thank Tyler Pitzer, who's now uh, at the lead with our social media presence. He's doing an awesome job. And then, of course, Dawson, uh, he's sort of doing a little bit of everything and, you know, making sure we're in the 21st century with our technology and and YouTube stuff. So uh, great work there. Um, Got to thank BetUS.com.pa uh, because they're the ones that have allowed us to present this amazing offer to you. Again, if you, if you missed it or you want more details, go to uh, go to uh, check in with us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can see all the information right there. But all you have to do is go to their website, use the promo code Coach Talk, and we'll get you in for that membership all winter long and get you lineups in our Discord. Shane, any final thoughts here on on uh, this Thanksgiving slate? No, I'd echo the same sentiment. Uh, shout out to the whole team there. They're doing an excellent job. You know, we got an awesome team. So big things ahead for us here. Um, so definitely appreciate everything they do. And yeah, just give us a, a like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we uh, definitely appreciate the support. Uh, so you can continue to get all these great, uh, you know, uh, podcasts and great uh, content that we provide. And then, you know, really NBA is less than less than a month away. So we're going to be going right into that. And we're, we're really excited with the rest of this NFL season as well. So, yeah, we're ready to go, and everyone have a great Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, the, the Detroit Lions game is looking like a really important game on this slate. Yes, it sure is. So it's funny how that works out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, we hope that this will help you build your lineups here on Wednesday to get ready for the games tomorrow. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, can't wait for those games tomorrow. So have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. Uh, enjoy the games and come back with us Friday night for our main slate preview here in week 12 as we look to crush it in DFS.